0: I'm Minnie Latif, and I'm Australia's beauty boss and this is the business behind the beauty you see it doesn't just take a village it takes a pack of wolves to hunt through the business world and after 10 years in the beauty industry I'm gonna give my wolf gang the true story behind what it really takes to run your own hustle together we will survive the highs and lows of the dirty word entrepreneurship so plug in and escape these next moments are all yours Westside for life Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is podcast number uch. Uç. Uç means three in Turkish for those of you that are learning Turkish with me. Bir iki Uç. Guys, I have just come back from a speaking engagement with Maribyrnong Council. It was a 7 a.m. business breakfast event of some sort. Basically, it meant I had to wake up at 5 a.m. Which, you know, I don't often do anymore, but... I'm loving it. I mean, it's like 2 o'clock now in the afternoon and I feel like I've had a, a whole other extra day and I think I'm going to go home for a nap very, very soon. But nonetheless, I'm in the office right now and I really wanted to bring up a couple of things that actually happened at the event. I was going to record this podcast a little earlier in the week but I knew I had this event and I wanted to see what came out of it and do like a post-event hypnosis of the type of people that I – like. Really, I had no idea who was going to turn up. They wouldn't allow me to see the, um, the list of people that got the tickets. So I, I really walked in blind. Obviously, it was a business networking event. So I would, knew that they were going to be interested in business. <laughs> but other than that, um, it was anyone's guess who was going to turn up. And like any typical event, you tend to make a lot of friends in the bathroom. So I'd already met a few of the few of the ladies in in the ladies' room, and that was kind of cool. But when I came out, and you know, obviously went on stage and and did, a, I think it was about a forty-five minute. Um, uh, it was like a Q and A with a wonderful MC called Elsa. Um, we when we finished, a whole bunch of people came up afterwards to introduce themselves to me, and I got to really understand the, the caliber of people and the type of different industry My God, there's so many accountants in the world. Can we just talk about that for just a moment? Yes, man. I mean, I never knew so many people are wanting to be accountants or are accountants or own accounting firms or are expanding in accounting. It's very, very interesting. Uh, Anyway, and, I mean, God bless, my CFO came as well um, and his uh, his team also does our bookkeeping and he also um, does my – CFO stuff on the side I actually have a different accounting firm that does our uh, accounting too so I have a lot of people that deal with our numbers but it was nice to have some of our suppliers turn up as well and I did have quite a few people from our head office team which was lovely to see um, so yeah we had a few accountants we had a couple of people who have full-time jobs in the corporate world but had their side hustles so things like grazing tables and um, almost like consulting companies where they bring in and what you know, whatever kind of support you need, they will go out and source it for you and bring that kind of talent to your door. So that was a pretty interesting one. Um, mortgage broker, hmm, delicatessen operator, hmm, florist. We had that, we had a whole mix. It was all, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty mixed up. But the one thing that I could say was the most common. That from the people that turned up were either currently corporate people who were looking to leave corporate world and, and open up a venture of their own, or it was just newly um, people that are, have left the corporate world in very recent times. So that's something that I don't really think about anymore because it's been over 11 years since I've left corporate world. My last corporate job was with Medibank Private. I was their online um, marketing specialist. And it's very interesting to sort of see people today who are still talking about very similar topics which is I just need to get out of corporate world um, it, it, but I just need to find <sighs> let's call it the balls to do it I suppose um, and that was something that really resonated with me this morning so I thought I would cover that moment for what happened for me leaving corporate world because it seems to be a bit of a common thread and it was so nice to see people come up and say thank you so much you've really made me feel comfortable with my decision and confident with my decision to to leave so Going back 11 years guys, when I was still doing the business plan for Ottoman 3, I obviously had a full-time job. I had freshly come back from the UK, but I knew it was going to take me some time to really refine my business plan and and find my distributor. At the time I didn't um, I was working with Maya to get everything underway, but you know that stuff takes time. And it takes a, a lot of time, right? So in the meantime, I didn't want to be living in my parents' home and um, you know bootstrapping lunch or stuff like that. I was, I just felt like I was too old for that. I have, I had put in the hard-earned yards. I had done the working around the clock and working every single weekend since I was a kid, by the way. And I'm the kid that at 10 years old was up at 5 a.m. going to the takeaway shop and chopping the tomatoes and the onions by 6am in the morning. I mean, that was me. Whilst all my friends were watching video hits on a Saturday morning in their PJs, I was chopping onions. True story that, but you know, it gave me the work ethic that I have today. So moving along, um, I I really just wanted to make sure that when I made the decision of leaving corporate world that I had at a time got all my ducks in a row. So I really needed to get a job to make sure that I could pay for a lifestyle that I was accustomed to by now and then still making my dreams come alive. So I I managed to balance that. And by the way, I was single. I didn't have a kid. I was young. Like I was able to, to juggle these things. And I also knew that this was the probably the last chapter of my life that I would be able to juggle basically two jobs essentially. Now, let me tell you, nobody, absolutely nobody at Medibank Private knew that I was doing this side hustle. Well, I mean, it hadn't been opened yet, but I was designing this this business, you know, Ottoman Three. No one knew that. Obviously, I kept it very, very hush-hush, hush-hush. Something happened, I guess, like when, and I talked about it this morning too. When you start putting in the work and you turn up for things. Other things miraculously start to unfold pleasantly for you. I really believe that because there's a lot of the time when you hear, oh, well, she was just lucky and, you know, she got a lucky break and she's really lucky. In reference to myself, I do feel very lucky because I'm very blessed. However, I also turned up. Now, if I didn't get up in the morning and turn up and put in the work, then my, and I'm using my, you know, quotation marks here, yeah, my lucky break would not have happened for me. So you've got to turn up for all the other wonderful things to fall into place for you. So anyway, fast forward, I'm at Medibank. I'm basically ready to open my doors at Maya high point. And I'm thinking to myself, oh crapola, how am I going to manage the full-time job, corporate job? And I, I you know, I was quite senior as well. And then on, on top of that, Uh, run a seven day business at Maya. And on Thursdays and Fridays, we're talking about 12 hour days. How on earth am I going to manage that? But, you know, it, it just had to be done. So I opened the doors on a Saturday. So I was there all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and then Monday I've got to go back to work. So the little teeny tiny team, I had a team of two people at that point, um, I had to let them be for that Monday and the Tuesday and the Wednesday. But come Thursday I went straight from the office on Thursday night to to Maya and the same thing on Friday nights and then back on Saturday and Sunday. So I I was doing that for about – I'm going to say I think it was three months. So unbeknown to anybody at Medibank Private, I was now running two jobs, right? And this is my lucky break. It literally happened for me. So I turn up for work one day at Medibank and my boss, who was one of the managing directors, said, we um, we need to talk. I was like, okay. So he takes me to this office like on a different floor and a different room that we would not normally use. So I thought, "Ooh, this is serious. And I walk in and there's this random person in this room as well. Oh no, wasn't random. Sorry, let me let me um, rephrase. There was a HR HR person in the room, but as I was walking the room, I recognized that there was some other random person sort of lingering outside of the room. They didn't come in with us though. So anyway, the door closes. It's me and my GM, and oh sorry, he was a general manager. The GM, uh, myself, and a HR representative, and a big old envelope on the table, and I deep down knew what was going on. Not that I had any preparation for it the day before or the night before, but that in that moment, I, before they said anything to me, I knew what was about to happen, but I, I just could not believe it. So the words come out, listen, Minnie, unfortunately, we're going to have to make you redundant. And I inside did the biggest, party dance of a lifetime I mean could the gods have been kinder to me at this point in time It is just a blessing guys if you don't understand what a redundancy means it basically means you're getting paid out to leave the company so I had a check in this envelope well not literally a check but the offer was in the envelope or the contract or the formalities or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And on that piece of paper was $30,000. They were paying me 30 grand to leave. Do you understand what 30 grand does for someone that has a mortgage to pay, has obviously their daily bills and also have just started a side hustle where they're not going to get a salary? I was not paid by Ottoman three for at least the first year. So suddenly I had $30,000 out of nowhere in my bank account and free time. Suddenly I was available seven days a week and I didn't have to worry about paying the mortgage for at least a few months. And guys, I could have not been happier. And obviously, you know, it's a sombre occasion for them because, I mean, as they were making more and more people, it was a period of time they were making quite a few people redundant. Um, And so eventually after they, you know, formally explained everything, the hows and the whys, then they said, so, you know, we're not just going to leave you destitute. We we have a consulting agency and, and one of them is outside. And what they're going to be able to do is basically counsel, counsel you through this really difficult time and help you get back onto the job market and assist you with anything you need in reference to your CV and uh, potentially joining other recruitment um, agencies to help find and source new work for you. And my head, I'm like, screw that. I have got my side hustle. All I needed was my days back and I need a little bit of money just to get me by. And I walked out that door, I walked right past the consultant and I packed my bags and I gave everyone a big hug and a kiss and I said, I'm out of here. And I lived happily ever after. And this is a true story. So all of the Medibank people um, who are listening to this podcast, or I'm still friends with a few of them, we follow each other on social media and stuff, they never knew what my payout was. (laughs) and they never knew really uh, how I felt. You know, they all kind of looked at it more like a death and uh, that it was, uh, you know, because most people were devastated when they were told Uh, they were made redundant because that means you're back on the job market. But fortunately for me, my backup plan is Ottoman 3. But I want to end on this little backup plan note. I don't have another backup plan. So I can't screw this up, guys. So I beg of you, please, like, rate five stars. You got to give this five beautiful, bright, shining stars. Subscribe to the podcast. Make a beautiful comment because we don't have a backup plan and the future of Ottoman 3 is all on you just jokes but definitely i mean i would love the support so make sure you follow me on instagram australias beauty boss and i have a youtube channel mini latif and if you want some more podcasts i'm trying to get to a minimum of seven because apparently the average is that podcasts fail on the seventh one we've got to number three let's get to seven together i love you guys Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed your drive home or your train ride home or tram ride or bike ride or exercise or however else you were listening to me actually write in the comments where you were listening where were you whilst listening to me today love you what back you know' about it said don't think about it